Homestyle Green, Episode 97. The Egyptians knew a thing or two about resilient building. Well, this week I speak to an innovative Kiwi who's bringing pyramids into the 21st century. G'day and welcome back to episode 97 of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast all about giving you advice and inspiration for building or creating a sustainable home. I'm Matthew Cutler-Welsh and it's a pleasure to be back for 2015. I've got some great interviews lined up with architects and designers and builders from around the world, I'm also really excited to be talking to some great designers coming up from Australia and across North America. So look out for those. And if you do have some ideas on who you'd like to hear from, or maybe you're a designer that you'd like to get on the show and, and talk about what you're up to, then give us a bell. Uh, drop me a line, matthew at homestylegreen.com, or you can head over to facebook.com slash Green, or I'm on Twitter as well at mcutlerwelsh. Now definitely head on over to homestylegreen.com slash 97 to check out some of the images and I'll put the links to Tuia Log Homes. That's where John Donovan hangs out uh, online. In real life he hangs out over in the Waitakere Ranges to the west of Auckland. And he's been living there for the last three years where he built pretty much by his own design and by his own hand a log home. And it's a log home with a bit of a difference. I'll let him describe the shape. It may not be everyone's cup of tea as a house, but what grabbed my attention was some of the beautiful images that he's got on his website. And I can really see this type of design being great for a convention center or a, a retreat or some sort of gathering because it's a beautiful big open space in the middle. But more importantly, uh, John's got some great philosophies about innovation and using natural resources to create a really beautiful, energy efficient and resource efficient home. Before we get stuck into the interview, just want a quick shout out to Nudora. And if you are looking for a perhaps more traditional approach to building, but uh, one that's going to produce a fast and efficient and also very strong house, then definitely check out nadura.com or you can go to energyefficientbuilding.co.nz. It's great to have them on board and uh, wouldn't be possible to keep producing the show without them. So without further ado, here is John Donovan of Tuia Log Homes. Thank you very much for joining us John, it's a it's a pleasure to have you on Homestyle Green. You're welcome. And we were just talking a minute moment ago that I came across your rather unique design in a recent uh, Herald New Zealand Herald article, and I believe your the house was for sale. Is that correct? Yes, it's correct. We've lived in it um, for three years, and it was always going to be the first of of our houses and uh, we built it in on one of our sections so that we could check out the design ourselves, live in it and, and now I've got a another one of the Peaks family to build on another section here at Huia. So what we're talking about are log and beam homes and they're quite a distinctive sort of triangular 
um, style shape. How would you describe them for someone who hasn't seen them before? Well, well, I think I think they mimic the topography of a lot of New Zealand, and in that the you know New Zealand is made of of peaks and valleys. Yep. And and so the house the houses mimic that 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 um, that view line that you often see. Um, in the Coromandel or all over New Zealand, where you have, you know, where you have a line running from the ground, in in an at an angle of about you know 35 to 40 degrees up to a peak, yep. and then going down the other side. So, if you were to come to Huia or you were familiar with Huia, where my office is, I'm looking out at a peak, of several peaks. One right in front of me is called Jackie's Peak, which is a conical, um, it's a conical hill at the mouth of the Manukau Harbour, and then to my, and and then directly to my northwest, there's Twin Peaks, which is what I did call that first home, the Twin Peaks. To, to so there's peaks are... around here everywhere. Yeah, and and, and, that, and that's what inspired me, right? Uh, and that's what inspired these designs. I think that's such a, a common thing for uh, architects to say that a design or a real estate agent say a design blends into the natural environment. And I think most of the time it's kind of rubbish. But in, in your case, I can definitely see the, the peaks and valleys like you describe. It's I'm looking at the website now and it's I, I want to say it's like an A-frame. And in one angle, looking down the valley towards your home, it, it's almost like a Swiss chalet style. But it, it's more than that, isn't it? Because it's kind of like having two A-frames uh, at uh, perpendicular to each other, and it's it's quite a distinctive um, peak and valley look. Yeah, it's it, it 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 is. I agree with you. It's kind of like an A frame, but it's also not. And, yeah. and one of the things that it was it was just a matter of on on paper there was a line that when you extended it from the ground all the way up to the top, it just it just went. You know, there was just a click. It was it just looked good. Yeah. So um, it was a connection, but um, you know we could we could talk long about those kind of connections. But but when they happen, they just make sense. Yeah. You know, Probably the best thing people... to do is uh, is for people to go and check out your your website, which is is tahuia.co.nz. I'll, I'll put some links to that in the show right. notes because you got some stunning images. I mean, the inside is is um, looks incredibly different from what I was expecting from looking at the outside. It's quite stunning on the inside and, and, and distinctive on the outside as well. But, um, Thank Hey, I, I want to talk a bit more about your, your journey to where you are today, John. Can you tell us why you do what you do? Yeah, I think, well, I know for me, it's a, it's, it's very much a heart thing. It's, 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 my whole life has been sort of looking for things that make my heart sing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sort of live. I'm more of an intuitive animal than than a rational, logical. Right. I, I train. I trained as an accountant for a couple of years at Auckland University, but things just weren't weren't right there. I mean, you know, I could do the do the numbers, but but it wasn't making my heart sing. So yeah, I left and, and went overseas and. And then just just wherever I landed, if if something interested me, I just followed my nose. And so I've done a lot of different things over a period of time. I'm I'm 60 now, and I've I've, I've had IT companies at one end. I've been a 
a house husband with a farm in California and raised children. I made willow furniture. I sold automobiles. I've done a lot of different things. But I, but, but, but whatever I was doing, there was some, there was something about it which was spinning my wheels at the time. Yep. It wasn't about making money. Or very rarely was it about making money. And um, so it's about, you know, doing things that I'm really interested in. And, and in the end, at the end of that journey in all the countries that I've lived in and worked in, it's it's been what, what I really love is working outside in nature and working with nature. Yeah. And pioneering is definitely something that I've done in every other area of my career is, is inventing things. So... We got this land and it's got beautiful cowrie forest on it. I love trees. I fell in love with trees in Northern California with redwoods. Uh-huh. And um, and we just sat here and we looked at the landscape and we looked at the view and, and, and we just sunk into, into, into the whole environment. And one thing led to another. I saw that there actually was some log building going on in New Zealand. I went down to the South Island, took a look at that and did a log building course. Oh, yeah. And then we, yep, yep, actually got the chainsaw and did a course. And and, and I realized I wasn't trying to do that to be to be a log builder. I just want to understand the, you know, what it was all about. I, obviously, that, I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't, well, I didn't want to actually be on a chainsaw all the time, but I really loved the idea of of using whole logs. And um, so, was that logs stacking logs lying down on top of each other to make a wall? That sort of that that building? was that was conventional log building that yep. that I I did some I did a course on and and um, and then from there we designed Twin Peaks, and it was con- a conventional log home once. It had log <laughs> walls. Right. Um, but, on paper. But on paper. Yeah. But the views here are just so you know they're they're beautiful. You don't need all that timber in the walls. You really want glass to be looking at the views of the ocean and the forest right. around you. Right. And you don't need the timber for the warmth. You don't you don't need to block lock yourself into a cave here in New Zealand. Or maybe down in the South Island is it's more practical. But up here in Auckland, you don't need all that timber. So we stripped out the the log walls and yep. turn the turn the design into more of a post and beam, but using whole logs. Yeah, which is quite a stunning look because you've got that, like you described at the beginning, that that straight line right from the bottom corner all the way up. And we're talking this is a two story building, isn't it? So it's a it's yes, going diagonally those all the way logs up. Are Twelve meters. Yeah, which yeah. you, I mean, that lends itself to that connection with the natural environment because you could only do that with a, a quite a big tree, I would imagine. Absolutely, yeah, <clears throat> and a straight one. Yeah. So I mean that that particular house that we built, that first one, we we went into the forest and and selected each log individually yeah. for, for cutting. So we were looking for straightness. We were looking for um, a a diameter that wasn't that was regular that that would stretch upwards without being say really skinny at the top and fat at the bottom. Mm, yeah. And we cut them and then we, we pulled them out of the forest with draft horses, which really? was another real beautiful thing to do. Wow. This is uh, yeah. some pretty old technology there. 
Yeah, and great. I mean, it's still, you know, I, I can see that in the future we will be using horses again. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to do. You don't have all that noise of, and, and you don't have all that clear felling going on. You're actually walking into the forest and, and, and selecting the wood. So you're not just taking a whole hillside down. You're taking individual pieces within the forest. Yeah. And, and opening it up. So that, that was a real beautiful thing to do. We, we then bought two truckloads of timber back to my land here in Hillier and um, I bought a mill and we milled the floor joists and the rafters and then with a young log builder um, from Canada um, I built you know we we draw knifed the logs with, with Canadian big steel draw knives and we made it in the conventional way with chainsaws and inscribed fit the timber together Right, so, so you're, a, you're a very do-it-yourself kind of guy but now you're you're sort of packaging this up uh, and offering a a more um kit set option is that correct yes yes so originally i thought well i'll build this for ourselves just because i'm loving this if people like it then i'll look at building them for other people yeah and people did love it right but the time and the money involved with that handcrafting process was such that I became aware that I needed to economize somehow to yeah. make the system cheaper and faster for people so that they could get a, a similar, a very similar product result yeah. without the time and the cost. So I went looking for other ways to do that. And, and over a number of, it's taken me a wee while, but about, about three years to do it, I've been able to now find a supplier of logs that are basically produced on a machine. And so they are honed to a regular diameter. But we get, I've now built the first one of those, which is the Eon, and we get a beautiful product. We still get the beautiful whole log and framework and and all the good things that go with with you know with whole timber logs, but we don't have the same level of cost, and I can mass produce them. Right. So tell us a bit more about the Eon because that's quite uh, distinctive uh, inside as well. What's the what's the um, ideal market for that? Well, people kept asking me for a log cabin, and. The people who were asking me for a log cabin normally didn't have a lot of money. Right. So I, kn- I knew that I had to build something simple, and um, there couldn't be much simpler than leaning four logs together, um, and that just happened to end up looking like a pyramid. So I yep. leaned four logs together at, in a single peak, and there are four other logs that connect it at the mid-floor level. Mm-hmm. So the Eon is actually a pyramid. Um, and from the outside, it looks like a pyramid. From the inside, it's got a completely different feel to it. Yeah. It's, it's much more spacious and open than it actually looks on the internet. And pretty much everybody that comes to see it is amazed at how much space is inside it. But it's, it's essentially a small building which could be a cabin or a batch or um, a small barn. It could be anything that anybody wants to make it. Yeah. 
um, and it's and it's just eight logs that are pre-cut that come on a truck that we crane together and clip the roof and everything on, and, and there, you, there you've got it. And you mentioned as well that it's resilient enough to handle extreme weather, uh, as well as being affordable and having some some passive solar benefits. So that could potentially open up other opportunities for that design. Absolutely, it's it's um, we had it in, we had it engineered. We had a large three story one engineered for the most dangerous earthquake. Um, prone place in New Zealand which is outside of Mount Cook is the hills above Wellington. Yeah. So we engineered a three-story one for that. Right. And yeah, like just naturally that shape, you can imagine, I think anyone could imagine that pyramid shape to be incredibly strong. Yeah, yeah. And you've got logs that are 310 millimetres in diameter. In terms of structural strength, it's it's incredibly strong. So yeah, you could put this in the islands, you could put it in cyclone areas, and you could definitely put it in earthquake areas and expect that it will outlast anything else that's been, you know, put there. Now one of the things that I'm concerned about is insulation and you mentioned here passive solar. Well, I guess one of the disadvantages that I would um, see from that pyramid shape would be that you don't have any eaves on the, the windows. And so is it is um, overheating a, a problem in these? Not not at all. And that's why we put a, a white roof on it. Ah. Um, the white roof um, keeps it cool. Yep. And... Um, it actually aesthetically looks better than, you know, on computer we had a green roof and it sort of didn't look right. And we right. put a white roof on it and it looked really great. And, and it's absolutely working perfectly. I can leave it on a hot day with all the windows closed and go in at the end of the day and open it up and it's cool. It's got a, Obviously, it's got a lot of eco-insulation in there. How much, but, how um, much insulation you got in the, in the walls? Um, I think they're all at three, 3.2, is it? What is the R rating, 3.2? Just normal, but it's a, it's quite a thick wall. It does look so quite I thick. Can, I mean, you can see on these photos here, you've got a, a very thick uh, wall where the windows are. You can see the, yeah. the insets uh, there. And I can imagine if that's all filled up with insulation, that's going to be a pretty good layer in there. Yeah, and it's actually only a small roof. I mean, it the Eon... The shape of it, it's obviously wider at the base and, and, and skinny at the top. So there's not a lot of roof there at all. And I did notice with my original Twin Peaks with a dark green roof, how hot it gets in the summertime. Right. And I imagine if you were in the North Island and you put a green roof on an Eon, even with that insulation, if you, if you didn't, if you didn't open up the windows, and there are 16 skylights in that Eon yep. that I built here, so you can get air from every which direction. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't know until I built it how how hot it, it was going to be, but the reality is it hasn't been hot. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's been perfect. But if it, I put a dark roof on it, that could have been another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. So. Um, you mentioned you talked a lot about sustainability on your website. That's obviously a big thing for the motivation for 
going and choosing logs and and the style of construction. Are there any other sustainability features of these designs? Well, I, th- I think I think that, that, that you you know the, the the biggest sustainability is the fact that um, we grow all these forests in New Zealand. Most of that timber is is sent overseas for next to nothing. You know, um, yeah. you know, a hundred bucks for a log that's been growing there for twenty five years, and we can value add these logs, and these logs make very simple, strong structures, which are heat sinks. They're carbon sinks, so they they're fixing carbon while they're growing. We haven't, we're not, you know, we're taking the whole log. We're not wasting any wood around it. If we take a if we take a log and take it to a mill. We waste a lot of, of, of wood cutting it up into square shapes. So we've got this round shape, this fixed carbon, that absorbs heat and that releases heat um, slowly. Um, it really is a wonderful building um, material. The rest of the building, I mean, the, the iron roof is actually it's quite quite eco. There's very, you know, it's one of the one of the the best roofs you could put on it. I mean, if you had more money, you could put slate or thatch or whatever you wanted to put on it. But actually, the iron is quite sustainable. The um, you can use wool in the insulation. Yep. You've got great a- angles there for solar power. Yeah. You've got a peak which you can fix a wind turbine on. The bracket that holds the logs at the top is strong enough. I've made it strong enough with a a metal peg. Fixing a wind turbine onto it. Right. Um, it, it. There's not many downsides to that shape for an yeah. eon. If somebody wants a small, strong, eco-sustainable building that's going to last a long time. I mean, even looking at the forest fires in Australia, the fact that it's all roof and there's no eaves means that you know you don't have blowing embers getting caught under the eaves a fire would run over the top of one of these eons. So yeah. you could build them in the forest to be a good, it'd be a good, you know, survival hut yeah, right. in the forest. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's, it's got a lot of upside to it. Um, I can't think offhand of anything else right now. I've built mine here with, 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 with really cool features around water and hot water. Um, there's a lot more you could do. Yeah, I guess if you're right into it, but um, it's just a, it's a very simple shape. It it works really well. It doesn't cast a big shadow. I know the Germans were looking at designing villages and towns with roof systems or roof angles which didn't throw a big shadow on their neighbours. Mm-hmm. And so you you know essentially you could have a lot of eons in grouped in an area where. It's not throwing a big shadow on the neighbours so that they can have their solar technology and they can have their their um, vegetable gardens and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, it just I, seems to work. I think the looking through your photos the first time, I, I um, immediately jumped to thinking that it would be great for large um, – some some sort of building where you need a large space like a, a a retreat or something like that because your bottom floor it's a it's a large space without any internal walls because you've got That's because right. of the shape you've got um all the support the posts and the beams on the outside and you've got this big area in the middle 
Um, That's with right. Some, with some quite stunning uh, architecture on the inside. Yeah, that's right. That's something I'm really into is space, is open space and, and light, air yeah, and yeah. light. And yeah. yeah, yeah, that's definitely part of it. Now I've got to ask you, where where does uh where does the name Eon come from? Well just I was looking for a name for it because I I didn't really want to call it a pyramid. I think pyramids seem to have a lot of connotations for people and, and it's not always positive. Yeah. Um and and I we didn't go out to anyway design a pyramid. We we went out to design something that was lasting, right. that was made with logs, that was strong, that was economical. Yeah. And it just happened to end up being a pyramid. So yeah. we we gave it all the right angles, but I wanted to come up with a name which really reflected some of those aspects. And and an eon means a long period of time. So, right. So I you know I'm thinking that that there could be there could be lots and lots of eons around one day that have been there for a long, long time because it's 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 very safe, durable, it's it's not expensive to build, and um, and potentially it could be here hundreds of years from now. Nice, nice. Hey, um, John, where can people find out more about Tahuia and uh, get in touch with yourself? Well, I guess. Best place is to go to the website because there's, you know, immediately you can see photos of what we're doing. Yep. You can read a bit of the text. And so I guess that's, that's the simplest. There's email there. There's phone numbers there. And um, people can register on my website for a, a regular email newsletter or, or when I have something to say. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't send it out very often, but when I have something of interest to say, so you could register there. That would be the place to go. Right, and you have got some. You've got a whole bunch of interesting information there about the history and um, and sort of your your thoughts on sustainability as well. Which so it's it's a good resource yeah. for people to browse through. Yeah, great. Hey, well, thank you very much well, for your time, John. I really appreciate it. Very, very much appreciate that you've um, taken the time to to ask me about it because I think New Zealand has a lot to offer when it comes to building with logs and i think in the next few years you're going to see some amazing log buildings not just in the home environment but but i know um i know companies now that are building multi-story buildings with logs yeah yeah and the strength and and flexibility of them um you know there's a hell of a lot to be said for it so i think there's a really positive future for it and um you, you guys are onto it right Hey, thank you very much, John. Appreciate your time. Okay, mate. Thanks, Matthew. All the best. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I will put links to uh, John's website at Tehuia Log uh, Building so that you can check out some of the great images. And there will also be some more of those images posted on the show notes for this blog, which will be at homestylegreen.com slash 97. Thanks very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you do find this at all useful, then head on over to iTunes and leave a short review. It really helps get the message out there and spread the word about sustainable building and sustainable design. Thanks very much for your company. I've got some great uh, interviews coming up, so stay tuned for those. And also thanks once again to Nudora.com or energyefficientbuilding.co.nz. If you are looking for a very good, fast, energy-efficient method of building, then check out Nudora.
Um, that's it for this week. Enjoy and go make a better place to live.